Hello, you're listening to the Power of Positive podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Johnson. This week, we are talking about habit reform. That's what I'm calling it anyway. Like I mentioned last week, the majority of our life in today's society anyway, is lived on autopilot. Many of the things we are doing, we do without thinking about. The simple things like brushing our teeth, putting on deodorant. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have to stop and think and say, wait a minute, did I actually do those things today? I can't remember. We do them without thinking. They are habits. And sometimes some of our habits that we do on autopilot are ones that don't really benefit us maybe ones that we want to change. And that can feel overwhelming to break, as we call it, break a habit that isn't serving us, that isn't bringing us joy, that is causing us harm. That can feel like a daunting task to break that habit. But I've found that reforming them. So there's this habit, this certain time of day, or this thing that we do after we do this other thing, right? It's a habit pattern. It's something we maybe do automatically, maybe do without thinking, maybe something we do that we don't even realize that we do. All right, let's just dive right into it. Habit reform. We are only given this one life. We can't always control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. So in reality, your life is 100% in your control. You are in control of your happiness. Do you believe that? Does that even make sense? To be honest, that kind of thinking used to seem so foreign to me. I was going through the motions of life, not really living life, just existing. But I thought that's just how life was. I didn't know life could be any different and that I had the power to choose different. Learning about intentions, how to set goals, self-care, affirmations, and the power of positive thoughts and habits changed my life. Welcome to the Power of Positive podcast. I am your host, Nikki Johnson, and on more than one occasion, I've been told I'm annoyingly positive, but I don't mind one bit. I am addicted to living a better life, and it all starts with a positive mindset. Now, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm just sharing what I've learned from research and personal experiences, bettering my health, mindset, relationships, confidence, and self-love to help us both live a happy life. It feels as though habits sometimes get a bad rap. Because maybe that thing we're doing isn't good for us or benefit us or is healthy for us. Or sometimes maybe the habit is being late or something that just isn't serving us. But that's not always the case. And we can take a, quote, bad habit and replace it, reform it to a good habit, something that actually benefits us. And I think it's not as complicated as we make it out to be. I think there are two crucial steps to either breaking a habit or changing a habit, however you want to call it. Personally, I like the reforming a habit. I think it's easier to 
build from a habit already in place. So if it is your habit to, we'll say at 10 a.m., your habit is to drive to Starbucks and get a treat because, okay, sidebar here for a second. I love coffee, like love coffee. I love all things coffee, (laughs) anything flavored coffee and basically hot, cold, any flavor of coffee. I just love the smell of it. Okay, enough about coffee, but honestly, Starbucks, is it really a coffee shop or is it really more of a dessert, treat, sweet spot, really? I'm not dissing Starbucks by any means, but it has now evolved into this, I feel like, treat place. It's not just coffee. There are so many flavored drinks, many without coffee, which again is okay. I'm not saying it's bad and I'm not saying it's bad to evolve, but I feel as though the act of drinking coffee in the morning with your breakfast or or that 10 o'clock coffee break that my dad has every day is such a cultural norm, tradition, if you will, that we have now made into this treat, this almost dessert, whether that be right away in the morning on our drive to work or we have a break. And so personally, and I hate saying this because I fear a lot of a kickback from this, but I am nothing but honest with you. So I hope you appreciate my honesty, even if it's not something you agree with. It feels as though our daily coffee has turned into a dessert. And that because drinking coffee is such a cultural norm, I believe, in our in our country, that we have justified these, and I'm going to call them desserts, as a daily routine. And in my opinion, it's taking us to a scary place of sugar addiction, of caffeine addiction, because most of those sugary drinks will, I shouldn't say most, many of them have coffee. It's just making it easier for us to overdo it in the sugar and caffeine and empty calories division, if you will. Okay, rant over, back to the topic of habits. So let's say this coffee treat. Okay, no, I'm going to get over the coffee thing just in case you're super annoyed by that. What if your habit that you're trying to break is, all right, I thought about it and I can't think of any other habit that I want to use as an example other than food. And I decided I'm just going to go with it because it's what I know, it's what I have experience with, it's what I help people with. So obviously this can be applied for other habits, but we're going to talk about the habit of, which I think a lot of people can relate to, the habit of sitting down in the evening, watching TV, and snacking. I think it's super common, and I think it's, again, sort of a cultural habit maybe is 
the right way to say it. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people do it and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be. And especially if you are eating a bunch of sugary food right before bed or drinking a lot of wine or beer or whatever the case is, those things aren't helping us live our best life. If we want to wake up feeling good, feeling energized for the next day, drinking every night, uh, gobbling down pretzels or cookies or ice cream, and I'm saying all these things from experience, right? You know that I'm not perfect. I'm sharing my experiences that if we sit in front of the TV and mindlessly eat the night before, we wake up not feeling our best. And that's not what I want. And that's not what I want for you. So that's why I'm sharing this. But if our habit is in the evening to sit down, have a drink or just a snack, so either or or both, first we have to identify the trigger. And in this situation, it's the act of sitting down in the evening to watch TV. The second thing we need to identify is the reward. So why are we doing this? What gap is it filling? What void is it filling? What feeling are we oppressing? What is the reason? Now, yes, the first initial thought is going to be because it's a habit, because it truly is a habit. But again, we're on autopilot. We're doing this without really thinking about it because it's something we always do. But there is a reason for it. Sometimes it is simply because it's a habit already built within our family or within our, um, you know, maybe it's something your spouse grew up doing, whatever the case is. But go a layer deeper. Why is it that we're doing that? Is it because of boredom? Is it because we feel like we need to reward ourselves for having a good day or reward ourselves for making it through the day? Is it because there are things that we don't want to deal with? Maybe stress or tasks at home that we need to deal with and we are doing this as a way to avoid those things. I think by identifying why we're doing it, what the reward is that we get from doing it is crucial for finding a replacement habit. I encourage you to go to that second layer of figuring out why, but it's not required. What's most important is that we identify this habit, the sequence of events, I guess, that lead up to it and figuring out what we can do instead. So the reason why I think it's important to figure out what your reward is so that your replacement habit can can satisfy that feeling. So for example, if your habit is to sit down in the evening and have a glass of wine with your evening movie or evening Netflix, whatever, not saying that's a bad thing. I do that on occasion too, but if it's become something that is not benefiting you anymore, if it is becoming an addictive habit, or if it's causing you to not sleep well, or to wake up feeling awful, if it's a habit that you want to change, then I recommend finding a replacement. Why are you sitting down in the evening to to drink the wine? Is it because you feel like you need to treat yourself at the end of the day? 
Um, maybe it's because you really like the taste of wine. That's okay. Again, you can have it every once in a while, but if you want to make the change, I recommend changing to something else. Maybe it's hot tea, or maybe it's a LaCroix or something else, some other drink that you only have at that time of the day. So it still feels like a reward, a treat, but it's not something that's going to ruin your evening or your following day. If it's not something that you necessarily have to drink, if it's more, if the reward is more of just treating yourself, maybe it's something different like buying one of those massagers that you plug in and put around your neck or the feet kind, right? Something to treat yourself at the end of the day. It'll also help you relax and have a good night's sleep. You know, saying this sounds sort of silly, honestly, like it's, it's simple. If there's a habit that you isn't benefiting you, if it's a habit that you want to change, then replace it with something else. But also I know sometimes those simple things we overlook or we overcomplicate and we make it much harder than it actually is. So if there's a habit you want to reform, if there's a new habit you want to put in place or an old habit you want to kick, identify the trigger. What is causing you to think of that habit. Because while we live on autopilot, our autopilot is a sequence. It is when I do this, I do this. Or after I do this, I do this. Maybe your thing is driving by the Starbucks is your trigger. You see it and you think, oh my gosh, I need to have it. So you turn in. Maybe you're going to pick a different route. I know that might sound silly and maybe it's a bit of an inconvenience, but if your trigger is seeing it, then avoid it. Avoid it for a while and then test yourself. See if you can drive by it and it's not a trigger anymore. Lastly, we have to address the habit of snooze. And I feel like it doesn't necessarily relate to this reform that I'm talking about with habits, but... I feel like it's probably the biggest habit that people will say that they do that they want to break. And my solution for that is one of two things. The first one I think is most effective, but it's not one that I do because I don't have a problem with snooze. Again, I just feel like it's an important topic I want to talk about. But I think one of the best things you can do for breaking the habit of snoozing is to put your phone either across the room or in the other room, ideally maybe the bathroom. And that forces you to get up out of bed. I know that's just exactly what you want to hear, right? I'm sorry, but really I think that's the best thing to do. Forces you to get up and wake up even, what is that, like three seconds that it takes you to walk to the bathroom. Hopefully you are awake enough to remind yourself of why you don't wanna hit snooze. Maybe it's because you want to get up and be to work on time or get up before your kids so that you're not allowing the day to take over. Maybe it's getting up for a little me time before the rest of the family wakes up or getting in a workout. You have to remind yourself in that instant that you wake up why you don't want to hit snooze. Remind yourself of the pain that it's going to, that you're going to feel by hitting snooze versus that pain of just getting up and taking action. Which one is greater? 
hopefully the pain of hitting snooze, the pain of knowing you won't accomplish what you want to accomplish that day, the pain of feeling chaotic throughout your day by not getting up early enough, hopefully that pain is greater, is a greater feeling of pain than just actually getting up. The second idea I have is maybe harder. It's my method for sure because I cannot stand the alarm. Like whatever sound it is, I just like, I'm not a morning person. As crazy as that may sound, if you follow me on social media, you see me in my my stories getting up early every day, most 98% of the time. I don't like getting up. But even more than that, I don't like the sound of any alarm. So I tell myself before I go to bed, I remind myself the pain of hearing that alarm and how I don't want to hear it. I especially don't want to hear it a second time. (laughs) But I remind myself of why I'm getting up early that day, what I'm going to do. I get myself excited to do the things that I want to do when I wake up. I mean, think about it. If you have to wake up at 3 a.m. to catch a flight to go to the beach, some tropical destination, you have no problem getting up at 3 a.m. Am I right? But when it's a struggle to get up at 6 to make sure that you have your me time before the rest of the house wakes up, that's a bit harder. And obviously it's because we do it every day and flying to the airport maybe at 3 a.m. is a once a year thing for you. Obviously, yes, let's take that into account. But if you tell yourself what you're excited about for the next day, I promise it's easier to not hit snooze. It's easier to just get up. You're you're then looking forward to your day versus dreading the day and putting it off by pressing snooze. But the truth is, eventually you have to get up. So why don't you make the choice of how you start your day? That was kind of a lot. I hope this was helpful for reforming your habits, identifying those habits that you want to change, and then figuring out a replacement. Stay positive and stay healthy. Thanks for joining me today. I hope my sharing has helped you in some way. And if it has, let me know by connecting with me on social. You can find me on Instagram at J. That's the letters I-M-N-I-K-K-I-J. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories to let others know this episode was helpful to you. And could you tag me also? I want to know which topics benefit you most. One more thing. Could you take a second to rate the podcast? It would mean so much. Your rating and comment will help people looking to connect with people like you and I find this podcast too. Thanks so much.